And welcome to Paranormal XL Podcast. Gigi here. And today we have a special guest with us, uh, Monique Too Soon. Today we are covering her stories and her paranormal journey because, as well, that's what we do. So, how are you doing, Monique? I'm great. How are you? I, you know, living the dream. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I've been looking forward to this um, interview. Me too, I, very much. Yes, yes, yes. My computer froze. I don't know if I froze on your end or not. There we you go. Did not. Okay, okay, sweet. There, that's better. <laughs> so, okay, tell me everything. <laughs> so, paranormal for me started when I was a when I was a kid. When I was very young, I the first paranormal experience I had was at my parents' house, and I woke up on the floor and it was really weird to me waking up on the floor when I slept on a top bunk and I woke up on the floor I didn't fall on the floor and wake up I woke up right. on the floor so it was just so weird to me but when I woke up I put my arms down like hmm, maybe I just fell and I didn't know it and I put my hands down on the ground and I felt something I felt a person's legs near me and the craziest thing about it was I was home alone with my mom and this person had extremely hairy legs and I woke up <laughs> and I was like probably like nine years old when this happened. And I remember grabbing onto these legs and I immediately freaked out, went right back down on my back, laid on the floor, and then tried to just get it out of my head that there was somebody in my room with me that I didn't know and somebody that wasn't my mom. And I just laid there in full-blown panic probably for an hour before I eventually just fell back asleep. Well, the next yeah. morning I woke up, still on the floor, had no clue what happened. And it took me probably 20 years to realize that that was my first paranormal experience. Yes. Isn't that crazy how that turns out like as adults? Because that happened to me too. <clears throat> it was just a few years ago. And I'm like, wait a minute with my other co-host that I normally have on with me, we we're talking and I was, I'm like the skeptic of the, you know, the two of us or whatever. And I'm like, oh crap, that was paranormal. It was, it, and it hits you and you don't realize it when you're young and then your parents make up like these, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's in your head. And now we're like, no, no, it wasn't. It was so scary. It was so scary. And it was something that blocked me for so many years because like, I don't think I've ever been so afraid of my life, but it didn't block my love for like horror and paranormal. It kind of just blocked this sensitivity that I have because I kind of scared myself out of seeing anything again for a very long time. Absolutely. I think that happens more time than not <clears throat> with, you know, we go through those ages, like when we're young, we see it all happen to little kids, animals too. Uh, or they're, they're very sensitive and we catch on to that. And then as time goes on, you know, you're like, I don't know, your teens and like into your twenties. And as you start getting older, shit kind of calms down a little bit for you. And you're like, Hmm. And then you start thinking back and then you, I don't know, like it's been for me and I'm sure for you, as you've gotten older, getting back in touch with the spiritual side of life. Yeah. I would say probably in the past five years, I've really tried to learn how to um, accept the gift that I was given and really learn how to like like key in on it because I feel like it's a it's a struggle for me to really learn it and I find that I'm like a, a sensitive person who's charged by other sensitive people when Absolutely. I'm around other psychics and mediums like things come to me a lot easier um mm -hmm. when I'm alone I feel like I just have to learn to trust my guts a little bit more I'm, I'm still learning it I'm taking tarot classes right now and that's like oh, insane awesome. developing my intuition it it does. I um I actually teach tarot classes as well. It it does, and it's so neat to watch people hone in on their gifts, if you will, it's lack for a better term. But like they're like, whoa, whoa, I can do that. And it's like, yeah, you're like a magical being. You really, really are. And it's great to watch people like yourself, like 
learning that and it's like oh it's so exciting it's it's I, it excites me and like regenerates me i know that so like I, um oh, go ahead. oh i was just gonna say it's just so magical to me when you pull out a card and you really don't know the meaning of that card quite yet but you start to think about that card and you start to develop like the intuition without even the need of knowing what that card is and you can do a reading for someone you know just by what's coming to you naturally and that's the part like that excites me the most is how much i'm learning about myself and you know learning just from the cards not even from a course Oh, absolutely. Uh, you really learn to uh, tear down that wall, I think, with that and learning past the point of, see, I'm an Oracle card reader, and I use it essentially for a tool as it sounds like you're using it just for a tool as well. When you're getting the intuition, you're getting the messages from the other side and such like that, and not even really looking at the cards. Like when I explain it, there's like with tarot cards, you can learn the book and anybody can read the cards. But like once you start opening yourself up, as I'm sure that obviously you're learning to do, shit just starts rushing in and you're like, whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> and you know, you got to learn how to take it so it doesn't like, oh, you know, I want to say overexert you, but. Yeah. And I think as a kid, like it was something that scared me a little bit and it made me feel like I was already more different. I was already too different. I didn't want to be any more different than I already was. So <laughs> enough growing up gay and having any kind of ability probably would have put me in another whole boat so when I hit that, <laughs> that I started to develop it like I realized how fun it is and I'm like why was I afraid of this as a kid like this is so cool this is me being in touch with something that a lot of people can't be in touch with and um it really is just it's growing so much I feel like every day it just gets stronger and stronger and I know soon I'm gonna be a force to be reckoned with oh you already are shit <laughs> I can already tell this is it's wonderful I love hearing how excited you are about that and learning about yourself on the spiritual level like that's such a journey unless you're on it or you know way into it or at the beginning you, you don't understand it yeah and, and, it, it, and it, it really does like when I jumped in full force and like I came out of my broom closet if you will um yeah. I'm like oh my gosh and it helped me through some really dark times you know like through depression and stuff like that and I came across these people that I wouldn't trade for anything like these are people I would actually like I can honestly say I'd take a bullet for and I may have only known them two or three years but we're on like a vibrational connection where these people I've known for 20, 30 years, I'm like, meh, <laughs> I can do with or without. You know, so I, me, meeting those types of people is wonderful too. I, I have one person that I connect with even more than anybody else. And I met her kind of by accident and we, I did this ghost hunting event and I hosted it and I was there and I was doing my thing and just something kept drawing me to her. And by the end of the night, we were talking like we were best friends for a hundred years. Neither of us knew the other was sensitive. We hadn't really talked about it before. And ever since then, every time I go on a hunt, I take her with me. And it's insane what happens to the two of us when we're together. It's this kindred connection that like you hear about it, but you don't really ever see it. Like unless you're involved in one and it, it's just insane. Yes. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I got, but like a Paris sister like that as well. She's out on the East Coast um, as well, the Fiends, uh, that we actually got to investigate when I went out there a couple of weeks ago, um, Emory Estate. And that was our first time like actually doing an investigation together. But it was absolutely insane. And I'm like, oh, my God. And she's like, she was my internet bestie. We've been internet besties for three years. I finally got to do go out there and investigate with her. And it was like, took it to like a whole different, like intimate type of level relationship with us, that everything that we just got to experience together. So like, I'm sure that's like how you are with this person that you were just talking about. Yeah. And she moved, she moved to Florida. So we're very far apart now, but 
it's insane. Like she'll text me and she'd be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, how do you know something's wrong? Like, <laughs> and like, I'll do the same thing to her. I'll shoot her a text. And she was like, you knew I needed a text from you today. Like, mm-hmm. You knew we needed to have this conversation. And like, we just feel it. And it's even better when you go ghost hunting with that person, because if she's feeling something, I'm feeling it too. If she's seeing something, I'm more than likely going to experience it as well. And it just charges that energy and makes it a lot stronger. And it makes you trust it a little bit more too. Because I feel like a lot of the time we don't trust our gift. It's scary because you're like, what is this? Because we're taught that that's not normal. No, it's but it's not. so it's normal. normal. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it's so beyond normal that it like wrapped itself right back around to not being normal. Like it's just, it, it's crazy how yeah. if people would just lighten up a little bit, open themselves up a little bit, we'd live in a much happier world. Everybody be going around talking to ghosts and just having living their best lives. It'd be great. <laughs> I feel like everybody needs to have a paranormal experience at least once. And then you have, then you'll know if it's or if it's not. Like the first time I went ghost hunting, it was like an eye opener. That's when I really realized that I actually had this gift. And like, because I was like in a place where I was a little bit more in tune with spirits because there were a lot more spirits around me too. And it it really opened my eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I'm going to ask this question. Oh, yeah. Now, when you go ghost hunting, do you always go and drag? So I just started combining the two in the past five years. I've been doing paranormal investigation for probably about 15. And then one day I kind of like sat down and I'm like, the energy you bring with you on a ghost hunt is kind of the energy you get out of the ghost hunt. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking and like, what is the biggest energy in the world? Drag queens. We have so much energy and we bring so much energy to the table. I decided to go ghost hunting and drag. And like, I went into a place that was pretty quiet for me the first time I went as a boy. And when I went to this place as a boy, the first time I spoke with a child there, I I tend to attract ghost children, which that's another story. But (laughs) when I went to the same place in drag the next time, that kid didn't come to me in the same way, came to me in a completely different way, which was kind of cool to experience. But it Mm -hmm. also elevated the level of the energy. And we got so so much more evidence because of it that is awesome that's a, I've, I've i've been waiting to ask that question because <laughs> uh, i know that we chatted about that a little a little bit beforehand when we were setting up the interview um so like you're absolutely right you you get out of an investigation what you put in energy wise and that energy that you're going in as like a whole different person essentially and that's how they're seeing you as well now was this like a older location have you ever had like Sorry, I'm jumping around. (laughs) Um, Like going into an older location, like, you know, I don't know, like early 1900s. Have you had bad experiences going in as drag just because like, you know, like they're set back in that time? Um, I haven't quite had that experience yet in drag. I did have it as a boy. And this was actually at Sweet Spring Spring Sanitarium in um, Virginia. Okay. And I went there with this, that girl who is my kindred psychic spirit we we connect well and we were um investigating a men's corridor there and the energy kept pulling us to one room in specific and we just kept kind of ignoring it and kind of just feeding it we were playing with a REM pod and a couple of other things that were going bonkers in this hallway and then something just dragged me down the hallway and we went into this room and we found female clothes in the men's ward and it was a patient room and then we started finding knickknacks and all this other stuff and I'm like oh my god I was led here by a crossdresser so this person picked up on my energy but mm-hmm. this poor person was probably institutionalized for being a crossdresser so when you look at like the history I could have been institutionalized just for being myself you know even 40 50 years ago yep yep 
Yeah, that's that's why I wanted to ask that question. Like, if you ever went in, like, as a man one time, and then back in drag, and then it was, I don't want to say, like, the spirits treated you differently, or so the little whatnot. boy. That, yeah. So the little boy that comes to me, this was at SK Pierce. His name is Bobby. And the first time I went there, he kind of gave me a little bit about himself. And he kind of just led me around the house. He didn't really like give me a lot while I was there. When mm -hmm. I came there the second time in drag, that time Bobby didn't come to me. Someone else came to me, but it kept giving me information. And then I found out later that it was actually Bobby coming to me and telling me how he died. I just had no clue it was Bobby. So he presented himself wow. differently to me when I was there in drag. And it probably okay. is just completely a different energy. So that's why. Okay. That makes sense. Really Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I was listening to your, your EVP that you just put out. Which one? Uh, on the YouTube. He's a lady. Oh, my I was... favorite one ever. <laughs> I was trying to get it so I could upload it here, but as we know, I was wanting to burn down my computers before we got on. But yeah. so did you hear that like when you first got it or was it one of those things that you found when you were going over the evidence? So in the moment that that happened, I was at the SK Pierce house in um, Gardner, Mass. And the caretaker, whose name is Marion, she had told us that in this specific room, there's a portal in the closet. So of course, me trying to get the biggest reaction out of the spirits there, I'm going to throw myself right into the portal. I'm going to go in that portal and drag and I'm going to try and get anything to come out of that portal and mess with me. So yeah. I'm in this portal and I'm like literally just like, all right, we're waiting. Come do something to me. Pull my wig off. Do anything you want. Push me, <laughs> touch me. Grab my boob. Whatever you want to do, just do it. And then all of a sudden I hear Marion out there and she goes, it just said he's a lady. It just said he's a lady. And I I, I didn't hear it in the moment, but as soon as that night was over, I went right to that spot in the footage and found it. And I was like, this is incredible. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah, the ghost was sassing me. <laughs> yeah, they do that from time to time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I give it right back. Uh, yeah, you have to. Yeah, um, so, hold on. What was your, like favorite investigation so far doing in drag like what's what was the location you got the most energy to come toward you Ooh, in drag um probably the sk pierce um okay. that was a really good pull for me as a boy the best energy i've received is either sweet springs or west virginia state penitentiary huh interesting Fun. Yeah, both, like both of those were really dark locations where there was a lot of negative energy and very intellectual energy too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See that from the prisons. I guess. Yeah. I went to Ohio State Reformatory uh, last year. Last year. And very like you had, like I slept for like three days after getting out of that. Cause I'm just like, even just going up to like the second level and there's like six on there. I'm like, okay, guys, I need a break. This is like, whoa. Like it, it's insane at some of those locations that are throwing all that different kind of energy oh. at you and, mo and most people who are sensitive don't understand like why you're so pooped for days later it's like you're in this building and it's bombarding you even if it's residual energy oh. it, mm -hmm. it bombards you and it doesn't let go until you leave that building and sometimes it follows you home for a couple of weeks yes yes you get you get that that psychic hangover is what we refer to it yes you, I've never yeah. heard that actually, but I love that way. That, that's a great word yes, for it. Yes. <laughs> that's almost what it feels like. You don't want to get out of bed. You're like, do I take Tylenol? What's going on here? Trying to gather all your thoughts. Like what the hell just happened? Like I just walked into this building and you don't feel the same coming out on the other side. So like, do you have a, what's up? I was going to say, I just think we need to come up with a cure for this psychic hangover. Maybe we need like our own vitamin water because they have one for an alcohol hangover. Maybe we need a vitamin water for a psychic hangover. There's some lavender mm. in there. 
couple of I'm, other. I may have to edit this out so that we can talk about our million dollar idea here on the site. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm now always... it's all online. So if someone steals it, we don't have to. <laughs> exactly. We got proof. It's time stamped. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love a good side hustle. Oh, yeah. Me too. I have plenty of side hustles. <laughs> I know. That's why I got out of, well, I didn't get out of recording for a little bit, but I went MIA a little bit, just dabbing and whatever in my side hustles. I was like, no, you miss recording. Get back into that. Um, so do you have a crew that you go with besides the one other person or? I do. I have a Scooby gang. Um, we call it a Scooby gang. I think I love it. calls it like a Scooby gang. <laughs> um, but my husband is one of them. My husband's also awesome. so into the ghost hunting. Um, my best friend, my psychic friend. And then I have a couple of other people. We always try and make like a small group. But when we go ghost hunting, we typically rent places out and we go alone. We yes. don't like to um, have a big crowd with us because sometimes it can interfere. So we tend to like be five to 10 people max. And then mm -hmm. um, we'll go and do our thing and we'll spend the night there if we're allowed to. Um, not much scares our group. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's ideal for <laughs> ghost hunting for sure. No, I'm totally with you when you get too many or if you go on like those big group hunts or whatever I, tours essentially is what they are. I've been on a couple, not for the purpose of investigating though, just because like sometimes I have to separate it because I, I didn't know I loved history until I got into actually investigating. Apparently I love history, but I go on those so I can learn the history and then try to get back in with the crew later on, you know, get the background of it and go by ourselves rather than having like 50 strangers with you and you got no idea what's going on. That's a like, well, even a lot of the groups that you'll see, I talked to one that had like 15 members. I was like, why? It's like, wow. that's so much going on because like you need quiet when you're doing an EVP session. You, you just need quiet when you're doing anything with it, really. You know, yes. like you said, five to 10, that's decent depending on the size of the, of the location. Mm -hmm. uh, I had something else I was going to say with that. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so like, do you, are you more on the science side or spiritual side of it? Oh, wow. Um, probably a little <laughs> bit in the middle somewhere. I'm really learning my spirituality, like in the past five years. So I feel like that's like, just like a never ending lesson that you learn your spirituality. It's, it's something that I'm constantly growing. It's something that I'm constantly wanting to push to grow more, but it kind of grows at its own pace and you can't force it. So in the meantime, I do love the science part. Like I love all the equipment that's available. Like toys. I love, uh, yeah, toys. I love seeing how everything <laughs> reacts. I have like 45 different pieces of equipment. I literally have spent a fortune on ghost hunting equipment in the past like 20 years. I have buckets full. <laughs> it's a very expensive hobby. <laughs> it is. And it's like when the new iPhone comes out, you have to have like the new version of the SLS or, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. And my husband's always like, what is that? I'm like, well, don't worry about it. If you're not going to go with me, I'm not going to sit here and explain it to you. You would have so much fun with all these toys, but not for you. They are for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the opposite where my husband's like, I got an extra thousand bucks this week. What are we buying? And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to this 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 we just have a list yes it's so exciting i love buying new it stuff is. and then getting out there and using it oh absolutely that's the best part seeing like what works what is your favorite piece of equipment that you came across so far so um one of my favorite things to use and i don't know if a lot of ghost hunters use this i don't see it very often on like tv or whatnot but i actually love the phasma box it's a software okay. that you attach to a computer and it kind of mm -hmm. does evps without the white noise that radio skipping and 
I tend to get very intelligent <laughs> responses out of Phasmabot, yes. which is so crazy to me because some people just don't have any luck with it. Mm-hmm. I get really clear communication with it. Yeah, I definitely prefer like the the clean EVPs so you don't get the white noise. That's oh, yeah. watching. I'll have to like if I watch any of the paranormal shows or whatever, I usually have to put it on mute when they bring out the spirit boxes. <laughs> Like, oh, I just, yeah. I can't. And then they're like, it said Frank. And I'm like, what? That was the person on the radio. Like, I I have mixed emotions on that. If that's something that you like, awesome, more power to you. But I'm like, with you, you want the, the clean EVPs where you can yeah, go that- back and you can actually hear it. And mm-hmm. you- and that skipping noise just screws your mental capacity. It like, does, you- yeah. You out of the moment and it takes you out of like like if you're if you're connected with the spirits in that place it kind of takes you out of that connection it's it's a lot it, it is a lot because i think like you're hearing things you're hearing that consistent noise and your brain is making you hear things that really i don't think are there mm-hmm. at sometimes i could be dead wrong it's just my own opinion <laughs> on yeah. it but I'm definitely with you with the the quiet, quieter EVPs, the cleaner ones. Yeah. And another thing I like that I barely ever see too is spirit cubes, like spirit dice, you know, like I like to roll my dice Mm -hmm. and kind of like play Scrabble with the spirits. And (laughs) like a few weeks ago, we went to um, the Isaac Morris and Murdoch Whitney house in in Mm -hmm. Winchester, Mass. And we were in a room where a gay man had actually shot himself in the head. And I was just trying to connect with this gay guy. And the first time I had gone to the house to do a tour, he had come to me immediately as soon as I walked through the door. And he was like telling me that he was a ginger. He was a redhead. And I take this to the owner and they're like, we never knew he was a ginger until like two weeks ago. Like, it was just really cool to do that. But when I played spirit cubes on his floor, my husband had the SLS on me. Mm -hmm. And you could see something standing behind me. It mapped out something standing directly behind me. And I'm rolling spirit cubes. And in my first roll, I get gun and floor. This guy shot himself in the head and died on that floor that I was rolling the cubes on. And then we started talking about this other room right next to that room. And I was like, there's a dark energy in that room. I don't like it. I would not sleep in that room. I didn't even want to hunt in that room by myself. Well, I start talking about that room and I rolled the spirit cubes and don't trust. So that kind of put me in a place where I'm like, maybe this guy killed himself Mm -hmm. because of something in that room. But yeah, like a dark energy that's been there and then wore on him while he was there. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Isn't that weird. crazy? Yeah, how you like start putting that stuff together. Like, I know when you start learning the history afterwards and like paying attention to like your intuitions and your visions, if you get visions and stuff like that, then you start puzzling it all together. And I like, get that end of investigations. That's probably my favorite part of investigating is like <gasps> your oh my God moments. <laughs> It's always when you get a really crisp EVP and you're like, oh my God, this is so clear. And you like start, I like jump up and down. It's <laughs> well, so what exciting. else are you going to do? <laughs> yes, yes. And I love it even more in the moment too. Like I love it when you're ghost hunting somewhere and something huge happens or like something falls, something scares the crap out of you, even bats. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you come across bats. Yes, yes. It gets your oh adrenaline God. going though. And you're like, yeah, let's go. I want to investigate forever. Yeah, and then you're on all fours on the floor trying to avoid the bats flying around the building attacking you at the moment, screaming like a teenage girl. That's me. But you want to see them, but then they come after you and you're like, no, I don't want that after all. I will love you from afar. Let me see you from afar. Love it, love it, love it. So I also... I was I wasn't Facebook stalking because I say I don't do that because I'm a podcaster. So I'm doing research. So oh. I did some research <laughs> on you. <laughs> 
So I make that clear. People are like, oh my God, she's stalking me. No, I'm doing research. Stalking all you want. I'm used to it. <laughs> I love that. Um, I see that a few years ago, you went to the Warren O'Call Museum. How was yeah. that? Was that like phenomenal? So I was actually staying at Lizzie Borden House when we went okay. there. And we were like, oh, it'll be a quick detour because we thought they were close by. No, not at all. Three hours away. <laughs> um, all back roads in the middle of nowhere. But we got <laughs> to experience the Warren O'Call Museum. So we got there and it was actually, I think, the daughter of Lorraine and Ed's husband that was doing the tour, okay. which was kind of cool. Lorraine was there. She was still alive. She was sitting on her porch. We weren't allowed to go near her or talk to her or anything. <laughs> Oh, uh, she's relaxing leave her be so but they take you, have you ever been there no oh so it's this like really old home in the middle of nowhere connecticut at the end of a cul-de-sac and the front of the house you can see that's where she was sitting at the front porch but they take you out back and okay. it, the shed that the museum is in it's nothing like the movies it's actually like a hallway that goes from the house to this shed and this shed is like it's really tiny it looks really big in like photos but it's actually the tiniest place i've ever been the grass was pretty much up to my nipples like they never cut <laughs> it like we had ticks all over us but they make oh. you pray oh they made us pray before we go in there i am not oh, wow. religious in any way shape or form but i prayed because they were very serious about praying yeah you weren't allowed to touch anything in there um and they they gave like this really wonderful tour and they told you about all these objects that had caused people harm or all these stories that the warrens had and going into ed's like workshop in there they had like the cassettes yeah. that you know from like the 70s that they used for investigations and um all his paperwork was where he left it when he passed like it was so nostalgic just to walk yeah. into this place. and there must have been like five thousand ouija boards in this place and oh, i'm sure every single one of these was sent to them by people saying make it stop <laughs> <laughs> Like everything in that place has hurt someone and that's why it's there. Um, including Annabelle, who, you know, is a raggedy yeah. and doll. She's like um, locked in this glass case and you can take pictures right. with her. You, you're not allowed to touch her though. You're not allowed to get close to her. Right. Um, Did you get any really feels cool. off that? Um, I didn't get anything off of Annabelle, but the um, zeotrope from The Conjuring 2 with the Slender Man in it, the thing that spins yeah. around and the light comes out of, that thing gave me the creeps. There's definitely a little right. energy attached to that. And there was um there was a couple of things in there that had high energy readings, but everything in there is also blessed. So it's been dulled down a little bit. Right. Um, and they continuously bless that place. Like they, I think they said they do it like every month. Like oh, that wow. place yeah. blessed every single month just to make sure that nothing is in there. Cause there's things in there that actually hurt Ed and Lorraine Warren too. There was like a log that she came that put her into a coma for a week, Jesus. like an unexplained coma. And then she snapped out of it. And it was just like this satanic ritual log. You actually probably it's when they do the Warren museum tour things, they bring yeah. that log with them. It's like, <laughs> it's log with like horns coming out of it. Good heavens to Betsy. <laughs> yeah creepiest thing but that place is really cool i don't know if it's still open to the public um but it was really pricey but it was so worth it and it was just so nostalgic yeah. being in this really famous house because i've been in the conjuring house too but the warren museum blows everything away that i've ever done i i could see that see the conjuring house i have mixed feelings about going there too and places that have been like overdone just because like i believe you get the people in there so we leave a little bit of ourselves when we do the investigations we open up ourselves we also take so after yeah. so many hundreds of people and thousands of people coming in I, to me it, it dies down and that's okay or these spirits are like okay enough <laughs> 
I'm tired. I'm yeah. not coming out. So like went, the conjuring. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, you finish. I was say the conjuring house would be cool to go. I think just to say, okay, yep, I can, and then I can check it off my bucket list type of thing. Kind of what I did with it. Yeah, I went for my birthday a couple of years ago. We went in the summer, and it was like so freaking hot. Never go in the summer. <laughs> There was no AC or anything. Oh. And the windows are so tiny that it, they let no air into the place. <laughs> um, but I pretty much didn't have any experience there. It was very quiet when I was there. It was um, like we got a little communication in the basement um, where the well is. And that was about it. It was very, very like flatlined for me. Like there wasn't a lot of energy. And we were getting a lot of stuff about a witch. But that was it. Hmm. And. I was expecting like some really traumatic stuff in there because of, you know, its reputation. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, there goes Hollywood. Mm -hmm. We get into places like this. You have to kind of be like, okay, was that real or was that set up for, you know, the movie screen? Because that's that, some that's that you, you have to embellish some of it. The shows, I get that because that's what gets you the ratings because let's face it. When you're investigating for seven, eight hours, especially at a dead location, <laughs> no pun intended with that a dead yeah. location it's boring yeah but they're not going to show that you know you need to have somebody tip something over or whatever i think uh, a lot of people don't realize because they watch tv shows is that those tv shows sometimes take four five days that they're filming and they're giving mm -hmm. you maybe 30 minutes of evidence that they found over four or five days so sometimes exactly. when you go on a night ghost hunt you're not going to catch this tremendous information that other people caught like mm -hmm. when they were there for four days because it sometimes it takes four days for the energy to trust you enough to Absolutely. make itself known to you as well like it doesn't want you to hurt it as much as you don't want it to hurt you exactly exactly yeah people don't because that's what you know we'll have people oh can we go on a hunt with sure you know and i'll put something together they're like well that was boring i'm like well i never said it was like every time's <laughs> like you know a hit you know it, yeah. it's it's just one of those things and if you you have to go in with the right intentions because everything's about our intentions and if you're going in there like man i hope this ghost like pulls my hair no don't <laughs> you know and that's what the person's focused on it's probably not going to happen you have to go in there i believe like lighthearted and like try to communicate nicely with these spirits and give them the respect you want back yeah exactly because otherwise they're probably going to hide in the closet yeah and they'll come out for the next group that you know they like have you ever been out to uh zach's museum no that is on my bucket list i don't think i've ever been to vegas to be honest <laughs> i went I once three it's right before COVID hit and i went out there just to go to his museum totally worth it it was only 35 dollars to get in Wow. It's like two and a half hour tour. The tour guides are phenomenal. You see some amazing items and you will get all sorts of feels going through there. Like you probably Ooh. won't want to leave there. I want to go back so bad. Even though some of the feelings I got were like sad. I didn't get anything like super, super negative. Maybe like a bit like, hmm, questionable. But yeah. He's also got the serial killer wing of it as well, which I love true crime. So like that was cool to see a lot of those things. Um, definitely, if you get the chance, go. Even if that's the only thing you do out in Vegas, totally worth the $35 to get in. Oh, plus your plane ticket, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally worth the trip out there. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to have to get out there someday to do that. Yes, it's it's. I didn't think it was like, because it's in like this small mansion, tiny mansion, you get in and you're like, holy shit, this place is huge. Like you didn't realize that you were in there for that long. And it's like, 
again, you can't take any pictures. You can't take your cameras or anything in with you. And they'll ask you if you're an investigator. Then they'll search like your bag. They looked in my purse and stuff to make sure I didn't have anything. Why? Like, I, was, I don't get that. <laughs> I was allowed like, to take okay. pictures in the conjuring house as long as I didn't, not the, contra, the, the Warren Museum, but I was allowed to take photos. I just wasn't allowed to touch anything. No photos, no recording devices, no nothing. That's so like, weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's I doing what I do as far as just being an investigator alone. But that was I even before I started like actually like investigating these bigger locations. I was just doing the podcast. I wanted the videos. I wanted like yeah, that's why I went out there. And now I just have all I have is to talk about it. But like <laughs> as I'm like, you get out there. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, next time I'm going to get myself like a brooch and like put like a little camera in there because they, they got those little secret little cameras and whatnot, you know? I mean, the, just saying. The wristwatches they have on. on I those. have. I yes. have two of them. Okay. I did not. I was not about to buy one because I'm like, these can't work because they're, they're really cheap. Right. Best EVPs I've caught on those. That is awesome. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't even really like, you can just what, hit record and kind of forget that it's there and like keep doing your other stuff. Right. Yeah, and like the clarity was so much better than I ever expected. And I, I just used them for the first time a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. like some of the best EVPs I've ever captured on those watches. Definitely well nice. worth like, like 70 or 80 bucks they cost. Okay. And you can Sweet. hide that watch into a museum if you wanted to. Hell yeah. I'm like, <laughs> when, when we going? <laughs> Please, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. We're going let's to Vegas. museum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, you would just, oh, now I'm like reminiscing in my head. You would just, it hands down one of the best locations only because like, I don't know, again, with like the history thing. And I got to see a lot of the um, items that we covered on the podcast when we first started the podcast three years ago. So it was cool to actually like be able to go in and see like the, um, the Hell House stairs. So they mm. have that like in a single room and you have to go, they talk to you about it. You can only be in there for like three and a half minutes and they bring down these, uh, walls or whatever so then you can't see it no more because they don't want anything to attach itself to you or anything and then the debut box like you have to walk by you cannot stop and look at it like you have to walk around it oh my god yeah it's like I, real I, intense you're I, like i i never even knew what a debut box was until i saw like that mind seed youtube video where he bought one on the black market and opened it and it was like crazy crap inside there yes yes yeah the one that he's got is like the famous one we covered it on the podcast at the beginning excuse me the pictures make it look big mm -hmm. but it's only like i don't know maybe two feet by one and a half feet maybe and he's got it in airtight enclosed glass with salt around it wow and then like in the salt there's like these claw marks going through the salt stop no, no. Did they put and marks in the salt? what's that did they put the claw marks in the salt or did a spirit do that they claim that they didn't because it's it's in <laughs> the, the salt is within the uh the airtight okay. glass box that's around it okay all right all right yeah that's a little bit more believable that was on the outside yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt. Again, no pun yeah. intended <laughs> with it's it, but it's still like kind of cool. Yeah, you yes, got to bust. Yes. You got you to make sure it's actual real evidence and not like a pipe or, you know. Exactly. As I'm like, as long as it didn't happen, like in front of my face, I was all right. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, it's cool to say that I got to see it. You know, yeah. I don't want anything creepy else happening, but you that's got to be on your list. Like for sure. Besides all the other history that's 
in Vegas, but I'll that for sure. I have I have a list of like five or six places that are like need immediate attention from me. So I'm gonna What's have to number add one. Uh, Old South Pittsburgh State Hospital. And that's how like, you are, isn't it? I'm in Michigan. Oh, you're in Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Old South Pittsburgh's and I think in Tennessee. Mm. I'm dying to get there though. I will be in Tennessee in September. I have family. We are mm. from the South. Uh, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I want to go obviously to Waverly Hills Sanitarium too. That's once my they get all thing. that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So as traveling through, you know, through Kentucky and down to Tennessee's got a lot of locations to go to as I've and it's so close to um west virginia too so it's so close to like west virginia state penn and sweet springs and hillview manor in pennsylvania like i did a trip where i did seven or seven days and we ghost hunted four of the seven nights and we hit all four locations like right there in west virginia from like sweet springs to trans allegheny to uh west virginia state penn and then we finished at hillview manor and it was like one of the coolest trips ever except the sensitive people we were drained for like a month after that i didn't even look at my footage for like a month i didn't even want to think about man. People don't understand it. So I know exactly what you're talking about. You just need to recuperate. Yes. My husband's always like, well, are you sure you didn't do drugs or, you know, did you drink too much? I said, no, I investigated. You don't understand what happens. Like he, he loves me from afar when it comes to the paranormal stuff. Actually, he got me a little uh, she shed. That's where I'm at now. That's where I had the studio and stuff now. It's like, I don't care what you do as long as you don't bring anything in the house. You keep it out in the shadows. Okay, deal. <laughs> I know. I love that uh, life-size Dean Winchester behind you. <sighs> yeah, I love him. <laughs> He's really not. I, uh, he is the hottest Winchester for sure. Yeah, I know. I know. Also, I was like, he's the bad boy. Sam's like <laughs> the nice one where you go to like if you need a hug. Yeah. He's like if you need like 15 minutes, hour and a half a good time. That's who you call. If you need a hug, you go to Sam. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I agree 100%. <laughs> I took him down to Ohio uh the ohio state reformatory not thinking anything about it. i had him dressed just like that we went to paris icon down there last year and i was doing readings and stuff and people kept stopping and asking if they could get pictures i was like next year i'm just gonna charge five dollars for the i'm just gonna bring him i'm not gonna do <laughs> nothing it. i'm just five dollars for a picture with dean winchester as long as they have the paranormal xl t-shirt in it that's why i told him take all the oh, pictures you want as long as he can have that t-shirt on it's all about marketing baby so <laughs> So you bring him to Paracons with you, but do you have an object that you bring on every ghost hunt with you? Uh, myself in my obsidian bracelet for protection. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a Chucky doll that's like four feet tall that I bring every ghost hunt with me. And I always leave him somewhere with a camera on him because I'm always hoping that something is going to mess with Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I'm also secretly kind of hoping that he gets possessed by a serial killer and I have my own real life Chucky doll. You know, I, I get that. I would love to. And that's so bad to say because you hear <laughs> like all these horror stories and stuff. And I'm like, but, but I just, I just need to know if it could really happen. Exactly. Like, I just, you know, I just, I'll I'm deal with it if it happens. Me. Yeah. I'll deal with it if it happens, but I just want to see if it happens. No offense to anybody that's had the bad shit happen. I just want to see if it, you know, I get I want it. To see it happen. Yeah. yeah. That we have all these stories about Chucky since the 80s. I want to see if actually Chucky could be a real thing. Yes. Now you do know it's lightly based on um oh my god, Sarah, get your shit together. Uh <laughs> 
Oh my god, I'm so disappointed in myself right now. Um, and you know what? I'm one of those fact people like you that I could probably have pulled that fact up, but I don't know what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh my god. Oh, I am so disappointed in myself. Um, he's down in Key West. Hmm. Because uh, he's based on the st- the movie is loosely based on Robert Robert the Dell. Oh yeah 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 I know who Robert is. I didn't know he was yes. in Key West. Yes, he is in Key West. So my my internet bestie, the one that I just went out to Massachusetts to see, she is um, Ghost Bay on the show Scared and Alone, and on the um, <clears throat> the panel, David he is the caretaker to Robert, and sometimes he'll put Robert behind him on camera when they show him. Oh, I like that. Yeah, me too. Except for like, I'm always waiting for it to like move. I'm like, watch out, David, he's gonna get you. <laughs> right now he's staring at me but he's on the other side of the camera in his box oh good good Just in case he as soon as he like comes walking up behind you i'm gonna have to go <laughs> we actually attached an emf detector to him too mm. so he is an emf detector at this point so if anything does get near him we're gonna know but i actually right. left him at that um house where the gay guy had killed himself that room that I really did not like the energy. I right. left Chucky there overnight with a camera on him and nothing happened at all in the room all night. I went through hours and hours of footage, but I was hoping. <laughs> well, that's all you can do is hope. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he would be a really good trigger object. I mean, that's a good a good thought that you have taking him with you like that. Yeah, and I, it's, just, it's just something, I always feel like that you should bring something with you every time you go somewhere. There's always something that, you know... Um, it's not a comfort object for me, but it's just always something that I know is there. And mm-hmm. it's something that I bring that special to my tours. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So I do know what you have some events coming up, don't you, at the Wilson Castle? I actually, yeah, I'm going to be hosting three events at Wilson Castle. I believe the dates are June 17th, August 20th and October 1st or 7th. And then I'm also hosting two events at the Isaac Morris Murdoch Whitney House as well, which is in Winchenden, Mass. So over the next six months, I've got about five dates for um, where people can join me on a hunt. And we're keeping them limited to 20 people, obviously, so we keep it small and that people don't interfere with each other's ghost hunts. Mm -hmm. We'll be splitting the group in half as well so that um, 10 of us are in one building versus 10 of us are in another building. And then we'll be swapping groups. And it'll be really cool. Everyone will get to experience um, what happens when you investigate with a drag queen. And that's kind of what I want to share with the world because it's so different. It is different. And I'm all about finding something different in the paranormal community just because, like, you know, it kind of gets, I don't want to say old because it's always fun, but oh, yeah. the same old thing and stuff like that. And I, and I think it's great in the energy that you, it's not a bad thing. Like, I think it's just a wonderful tool that you have to offer that's very unique. And I, that's, that's so great (laughs) yeah I really like I think the biggest thing I want to happen like with these tours is I want like people to just become a little bit more open-minded about drag queens and about paranormal like they're two things that people can be pretty close-minded about absolutely yeah and it's putting both of those together like that's that's so awesome I like big heart that a lot (laughs) um (laughs) and and the energy level, like you talked about before, and I can only imagine because you're, I'm sure your vibration goes up when you're dressed in drag. You're happy. You know, this is, it's a different persona. Um, yeah. But bringing that vibration up on any type of investigation is going to get you a 95% better chance of getting any type of evidence, whether it be an EVP or something in picture, or video or whatever. And it's so cool because you'll see, like, 
500 people investigate this one place over time. And then you bring drag energy in there. And then the energy <laughs> that's there completely changes too. Like you don't get the same energy sometimes that other people have gotten in the past there. You mm -hmm. get new energy or that energy can come to you completely differently. And it, it, it's just so cool to see how things react. And like that he's a lady. That was one of my favorite things ever because I'm like, I feel like the ghost is sassing me. Like the ghost <laughs> is calling me out. Like it's just legit straight up calling me out as I'm standing in the portal in the closet. Now, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, you don't know me. How do you know I'm not a lady? What is that? <laughs> right. mm. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So awesome. Um, any other amazing story? Oh, you got a birthday coming soon too. See, I did. Oh my stalk God, you. Yeah, I'm turning 40 in two weeks. Oh, I just turned 40. <laughs> Is, no, I'm dreading it. <laughs> it's not fun. Everybody's like, you won't tell the difference. Tell that to my hips. Oh my God. Yeah. Tell that to my body, my brain, <laughs> my sleep level. Like I could go to sleep anywhere, anytime. I'm narcoleptic all of a sudden. <laughs> Come, huh? What? Yes, I know. I know. The only plus part about being 40 is when people are like, there's no way you're 40. And I'm like, yeah, here's my ID. I get that a lot too. <laughs> that people are always like you're not 40 and i'm like i really am trust me <laughs> i am <laughs> makeup just does wonders for me <laughs> <laughs> i know right i know when i have my 20 year old with me they're like we need her id too and i'm like first of all i am her mother and i need this alcohol you will sell to me <laughs> like she is 20 i am 40 i raised her <laughs> i need to drink like? my sex on the beach oh okay I'm a dirty martini girl. Ooh, I'm like, Ooh, extra olive. Extra, extra dirty. olive. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out of drink. Yes. Next time. I want to have you on again. I think you should come on as a special co-host and we cover like a certain topic or something. Are you down oh, yeah. for that sometime? That'll be fun. Yeah. We can, uh, we will do uh, at the beginning, like first five minutes or whatever. We'll each like present like a drink or something. I like that. Like, yeah. drink. Yes, because like when you do like the informative um podcast, or at least on the show with like Mama Mary and I, we you can tell from like at the beginning we're sober. And then you can tell like when we're three bottles of wine in <laughs> toward the end. But it makes it a lot of fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alcohol always enhances every experience. God, see, that's what I'm trying to explain to people. Some people just don't understand that. Like, God. Yeah. Every, it <laughs> loosens you up. It relaxes you a little bit. And it, it makes you a little bit more open-minded. Absolutely. Absolutely does. It does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so unless there's another story you want to tell us, I think we will cut Wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm just so excited to um, share the world of ghost hunting and drag. And um, I don't see a lot of people out there like me. So really excited to like get this out in the atmosphere more. And I'm starting yes. to get noticed a little bit, which is great because um, there's just so much I can do with this. And I love doing these tours and I'm I'm trying to get into more across the country. I've had an offer come through. Um, I could potentially be at West Virginia State Penn next year for a night. Um, awesome. And there's definitely other locations coming. And I, I want to share drag with the world. And I want to share the energy that drag brings to ghost hunting with the ghost hunting world. Absolutely. Well, you got our support at Paranormal XL podcast. Um, and I will do my part as sharing your events and stuff like that. So send me the links and I will I will help promote 
I love doing that for people. Um, and how can our listeners and viewers reach out to you? Um, the best way is to find me on any social media. I'm on there as Monique Tussoon on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and I also have a website, MoniqueToussoon.com. And on there, there are links to all of the um, ghost hunting events and all of the drag shows that I'm also hosting up here in New England. Yay. Okay, so <laughs> you have to come to Michigan sometime. I... Uh, so I work with a guy, but he's also like my personal DJ that he DJs at all the clubs and stuff up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But he does, he's in charge of all like the drag brunches and stuff up there. Oh, cool. And they are so much fun. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. that You can't explain the energy. You just can't. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can go to a drag show in the worst mood you've ever been in in your life. And you're going to leave there so happy, relaxed at ease laughing you're going to be talking about that show for the whole next week to everybody uh-huh. you know that's what you're drag does get... yes I, I it's just so great yes you you gotta come to town i'm coming to um, town <laughs> yes what do you got plans for your birthday what are you doing for I'm your 40th castle. The, oh the wilson castle yeah it's that same yeah. weekend so i'm gonna be okay. there for one night and then i'll be coming home and i'll probably be in my psychic hangover yes yes you will i'm like yeah, yes no. yes you will with a, with a dirty <laughs> martini yes yes Hell yeah. <laughs> or three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, all it's right. I look, what's that? It'll be my birthday. Three is good. Three, only three? It's your uh, birthday. Yeah. You I only turned 40 once. I might pass out somewhere. I don't want to pass out. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, so I look forward to having you on again, but as a co host next time, and we will show the world what's up for sure. Um. So listeners, email your stories or ideas to paranormalxl at writeme.com. And remember, don't yuck someone else's yum. Ever. Ever.